0: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't know how much i was gonna how, how much runway i was gonna give myself before you said hey what are you doing what's taking you so long for the open but uh was,
1: was that you loading it up and getting ready to burp
0: yeah like the first second second and a half it's not like i was loading it up i wasn't trying to burp it was just like i had to get it out um so but that that's ended where up I went. being our opening our opening that's, that's the direction i went i think it's just about as good as one of fires me. Another show without fire. <laughs> Not a big deal. Uh, I know he is doing a lot of uh, stuff right now. He's got a lot of moving pieces. A lot of uh, pans literal fire. moving pieces. Is that the, is that the, uh, the term?
1: I, I guess I've never used that term. But a lot of sure. pots on the
0: stove. Is that better? That might be. Better. He's
1: moving in, and, and his school starts next week.
0: That's what he's dealing with. It doesn't seem like that busy or that big of a deal. Because we always found a way to record, like every week during everything.
1: Wait, wait, wait! But the the whenever we had to move, and we did it twice during camp. Understandably, Fire doesn't have to do that right now. That was o- always a shit show, and you know it.
0: Oh, I'm not saying that it was wasn't. always a
1: pro. It was a process. It t- he had to move out of an apartment in Boston to then move into his house off campus at URI. I don't I don't think that's a very seamless transition. That's going to take a while. I did not think that's
0: what it was, but regardless, I'd rather move in and out of an apartment multiple times than have to do one of Andy's presentations. So, somehow oh, this yeah. week with his him moving, I feel less sympathetic than him having to sit through that presentation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can. uh yeah, it's there's checks and balances to it. It's sitting in painlessly, painfully sitting through Boring conversations, at least because you're in a Zoom call, you can sit on your phone behind your computer screen. I don't know. I kind of hate having to. I always hated having to trek all those boxes and containers into into our apartment. Al- albeit, I think he's in a house. We had to go up three flights of stairs just to f- put our stuff in our room.
0: Well, you don't like physical activity, which I get. No, no. Um, which is kind of sad being a college football player, but you know, yeah, what are you got to do.
1: I was the fat kid on the team. I, I don't know what you expect.
0: That's for sure, dude. Uh. We got some NFL coming back. That's where I was going to go. We got NFL coming back. It is literally what is it? 8 days away. 8 days away. We're recording this on Wednesday. 8 days from today. So you'll probably probably be listening to-, to this tomorrow, so a week from today. We have football back. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel possible. If you are a Believe listener, you understand that we've already gone over this. It, the, the first game back smacked us all in the face just because, pow, here it is. Now it's NFL's back. And, Joe, this NFL season has a little more meaning to me given it's the first season in about four f- four years where I can really sit down on a Sunday and watch every single game.
1: What? Why do you say that? Oh, because we don't have uh, – it yes. just dawned on me it's been so freaking long – that we've been away from football, I can completely forgot that we don't have to sit through freaking Sunday meetings, walk through and lift, and miss all of the games that were going on. That was easily the most pain in the ass for those those last two years at URI because I had to cover the Giants games and I would be doing them in between meetings. I got my boss barking at me like, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do that?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm in a meeting right now. I can't. <laughs> I I can't put stuff up if I'm in the if I'm sitting through." Coach Fleming barking at us over uh, making mistakes on special teams.
0: That Sunday practice was the bane of my existence because it just took up your entire. day. Yeah. Somehow it took up our entire day for what was supposed to be meetings, film, walkthrough. But it well, what would happen?
1: What would dead. happen is we would come back from these travel trips on away games at like. One in the morning, sometimes you get back to your house, it's like two o'clock, you're trying to get some sleep and you sleep till 10. It's the only day you can actually sleep in. And once you sleep till 10, you have to head over to the facility and then you're done at 730 for some reason. Or conversely, if it was a home game, we would be showing up very hungover because we were up the whole night.
0: I hated the Sunday practices. I really, I really hated them. Where were we at before this? Oh, Sunday football and why it means something more this year. <laughs> uh, first game on Thursday. We'll be recording before them. Before that, again, you'll get more of an NFL preview episode. Probably give some picks. We'll probably do a weekly pick between the three of us. Keep score of that, almost like a uh, FC estimates, but we'll have to f- find a a better name uh, for this show. But before the season has started, we have had some. Movement within the league. First, the biggest news, I would say. Yannick Ngakwe, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has been traded to the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people were making a big deal about this uh, to go behind the curtain. I completely forgot about it, and I was picking out his landing spots before the show because I forgot that the Vikings (laughs) signed him. So it obviously did not make that big of an impression on me. I know Ngakwe is very talented. I know he's athletic. I, just hurdling anybody on the field, he can do that. He's just strong, all of it. I know uh, Luan has great respect for him, and it's kind of hard to earn that from uh, Luan. But I, I don't know. You're basically – who? Do the, it's, it's Hunter and Griffin where it was last year, right? And now it's going to be Hunter and, and Ngakwe?
1: Yeah, Daniil Hunter is going to be playing on the left side, and our lads has – Yannick Ngakwe listed on the right side. He is pretty much replacing Everson Griffin. So you're getting a pretty talented defensive front by plugging Ngakwe in there. And it's not like this is an old group across the board.
0: I thought Griffin was really good. I like Griffin every he, time I saw him play. Yeah, he was he a w- beast. He was,
1: but he was 30 and they didn't re-sign him, so he ended up with the Dallas Cowboys. So they had to go Full find... Man a replacement in Yannick Ngakwe is now that guy.
0: Well, I, I, that's fine. I, it really, it seems like a lateral move, not in the speed because Yannick Gakwe are explosiveness, but I mean, ever since Griffin's strength is, I'd say top five defensive lineman on the edge or on the edge, top three. It's fine. It's a fine move for me. I guess I'd give it a, a, a C, a C plus.
1: Uh, I, I, I don't know why you're not giving it more credit. I think that's, well, a, I more go of an, in it's more of, of average. an average. It, it's above it's average. It's more It's more of an upgrade than you're considering because Everson Griffin was not falling off a cliff but just gradually regressing because he's 30 years old that happens with any player in the league when you've been around that long Johnny's there's a reason why he What?
0: He's 27. In Everson
1: halfway. Griffin is Oh, Ngakwe. But yeah, he's 27. That's still younger than he was. But there's a reason why people were putting in trade offers for Ngakwe and Everson Griffin went unsigned for as long as he did. There's a big difference between the two of them in terms of what you're going to get with explosiveness. I think that this is now a I understand where you're coming from, that this is not really like you're taking a huge upgrade over Griffin but you're at the very least swapping him out for somebody younger and more explosive who you can sign to a three or four year extension and then basically get rid of him in a few years when he's at that same level of Everson Griffin
0: that's fine I like your rationale it's I mean it's a move that makes sense I just uh how much did they give up two first rounders for him or one no, they didn't, a, a, they didn't give up They
1: didn't give him any first rounders. It was a. It was a second. second in, it was a second round pick in a in a fifth round pick.
0: Oh, all right, that's a good deal then. That's good. Go for the Vikings. I'll give him a B minus. Actually, I'll give him a B now that I know that no first rounders went, and that will lead me into my next point into free agency. The C, uh, the New Orleans Saints and Alvin Kamara are having some internal issues, which really brightens my day. I love it when I get to see the Saints having problems. Everybody hates Drew Brees for a week? Good news for Sean. I never liked him in the first place. Everybody wait, hates Michael Thomas? Good. I like that too. Stop whining. Get a deeper voice. <laughs> That's a pretty big well, statement coming out of my mouth, huh? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I
1: I I zone out for a second. Did you just wait, what what is your take on Kamara? I'm getting to it. Okay, well, you're just I'm like saying how much sa- I, I'm saying. You're, you're saying using how much this I, as time to complain about the Saints, is what you're using. No, this I'm for? saying how much.
0: I would you let me get to my point? <laughs> sorry, I'm saying sorry. I like how much the Saints, when they are in disarray, I enjoy it. That's what I'm saying. So okay. the Saints, and the bear trap that they have found their foot in with Alvin Kamara, makes me smile. Because I go down and I see Alvin Kamara, who is now requesting an, an extension or a real contract opposed to his uh, rookie deal where he's making $940,000. I see the stats. I see that Mixon got four-year, $48 million. I think is a better running back than Mixon. I think he should get at least that. I think that would be a smart deal. I see that Taysom Hill... Their third-string quarterback is on a two-year, $21 million contract. He's making the fourth-most money on the team. Your third-string quarterback, who is basically a third-down trick play. That's what he is. Latavius Murray is making four times the amount as Kamara. Obviously, Latavius Murray, already a veteran, but you wouldn't, you'd think maybe, hey, let's lock up this Kamara, dude, given how good he is and DeMario Davis, Marcus Williams, and Sheldon Rankin's are all 2021 free agents also. So this team is going to collapse. But the thing they need to do is collapse with Kamara retained. And I know Joe hates to sign running backs. I know he hates to sign them to big contracts, but for no, some no. reason I think that he wants them to sign Kamara. I think he sees them in Kamara I
1: don't hate signing running backs to long contracts. I am in favor of paying guys that are highly productive and also don't have a ridiculous amount of touches. I think that Alvin Kamara needs this contract, and they are going to sign him. You look at Kamara, a guy that has not been a 1,000-yard rusher, but what you see from him is he is so productive on both ends of the field, and the dude gets in the end zone. What I look at now in the modern NFL, if you want to pay a running back, you need to be multi-versatile, on multiple levels. A guy like Christian McCaffrey is the mold, and the reason why he got so pay, uh, paid so much is because that is what good running backs in this league need to be working towards. It's no longer the typical superstar, big bruising back. It is not that league anymore. You need a guy that is a receiver, you need a guy that is also a good runner. He needs to be a, a, a multi edge sword. For your offense. Kamara is exactly that guy. He is not too old. His deal is getting close to being done. Might as well sign him to that extension to get him all the way to 30 years old and then worry about it after that point. But I, I, I wouldn't sign him anything more than a little bit over this Joe Mixon deal. The Mixon deal is a bit expensive, but yeah. it's still within reasonable range for paying a running back. It's not in... Le, uh, Le'Veon Bell country where he wanted to be paid like a receiver
0: get out of the stone age people Joe wants you to forget about the Sean Alexanders and the, the Larry Johnson's
1: they're gone it's,
0: it's, the not new a, age. it's not that kind of league he doesn't want you to think about the Sean Greens or the Amon Greens none of them
1: it's the LaDainian Tomlinson Marshall Falk era is, is a right. good way of describing it exactly <laughs> I want a little shifty guy, quick feet, good receiver. That's all I want. If you're over six foot two twenty, don't sign him to a contract and don't draft him high. Unless I like he's Saquon my Barkley, running backs
0: six feet two twenty. That's what I like in my running backs, but that's not. That's <laughs> fine. We have our own philosophies. So, Joe, you, you you are on board then that the Saints should sign him.
1: Yeah, and this deal is going to get done quickly. There was all the the talk of he was going to get traded and they were working out the trade. But the recent update is that they're close to getting a deal done. I don't know why you wouldn't retain him because you have basically one, maybe two more years left of Drew Brees before he becomes a a color analyst with NBC sports. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. It is his, I
0: think. No, he's, I think with his
1: alignments. alignments. No, he's, he has a deal signed (laughs) with NBC. Um, he, They need to win now. This is their last shot until they have to ascend into the depths of hell that will be either Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, or some random schmuck drafted at the end of the first round, like like a major reach with like Jamie Newman or someone like that. No one else is going to slide. That is what we're going to get. Or like Kyle Trask is... It is going to be a mess post-Drew Brees. Might as well go off on a high note and try and push for the playoffs.
0: Well, I hope they go 0-16. and, 16, and I hope I'm
1: sure they will with their team,
0: yeah. That makes me. That's really what I'm hoping for. Now, Joe, we got one more topic today. Yesterday, last night, there was an incident in Major League Baseball. It's not an incident that's never happened before. It happens all the time. Pitcher throws at a batter. Throws at a batter's head. This pitcher was as Chapman. Batter, Mike Brousseau. Yankees Rays game. It is what it is. Ninth inning. Chapman throws at Brusso, And uh, apparently they've been jawing all night. And uh, Tanaka hit Joey Wendell with a pitch in the first inning. I guess the, the Rays took it personally. And then in the eighth inning, uh, the Rays may have fired back a bit, but it didn't really hit him. It didn't look as egregious as Chapman. Now, Chapman is throwing 102 miles per hour. I think the, the pitch that went over Bruce, Br- Brousseau's head was 100, 101 miles per hour. Chapman ends up striking up Brousseau, which is a bummer because you'd hope the hitter would get the best of the pitcher in that situation, but they don't. This then turned into, I think, one of the best sound bites I've ever heard from a major league manager in Kevin Cash. He was furious with... The Yankees and the umpires. A couple quotes from him. It's absolutely ridiculous. It was mishandled by the Yankees. Certainly the pitcher on the mound, it was mishandled by the umpires. Somebody has to be accountable. And this is the kicker. The last thing I'll say on it is I got a whole damn stable full of guys that throw 98 miles per hour. Period. That is the most electric statement I've heard out of a baseball manager ever, I think. Ever. I know there's. I know Bobby Cox has some good ones. I'm sure that um, Girardi has some good ones. This right now, current day, phenomenal. It's a phenomenal statement. It's a football statement. That's what it is. I think that's why. It's like <laughs> okay, you want to mess with mine? Look, look what I got. You don't want to mess with me either. Don't mess with me. Look at the dudes I got, and they are slinging heat. At the end of the day, though, you take it into perspective thrown out a batter it happens it does uh Boone got suspended for a game cash suspended for a game Chapman three games Joseph where are you lying on this who are you siding with what, just give me your thoughts on this entire situation I need them I'm
1: I'm not particularly siding with anyone but I'm gonna say something that I know is gonna piss you off just,
0: I, I don't want
1: to I don't want to immediately blame Chapman and say this is his fault he was clearly aiming to hit somebody who is notoriously the most erratic pitcher in the MLB? Who who has the one of the fastest pitches over a hundred miles an hour, but has a tendency to miss bad when he misses? Who who is that?
0: Um,
1: the answer is a world is He is he is known oh. for being inaccurate and wildly fast at not times. Non-recent years. Non-recent years, but we've seen him have bad pitches before. We've also seen him hit batters before. I'm not saying he didn't intend to, he but I would to. I would not be surprised if maybe one of the earlier the, the the first one I would not say was intentional. He just flew the thing over his head. I don't th- I don't think that was him aiming for someone's head.
0: I, think, it I think that was
1: just a really bad pitch. The nope. second one, you can't, you, you can't uh, really provide any excuse for.
0: Both of them, he was throwing at him, and I mm. don't really care if a if a pitcher is thrown at a batter. I if you hit him in the ass or the thigh, that's fine. These pitchers can put it wherever they want, and you can tell when it's an accident when they don't. You just can. You can tell when they hit him. You hit him on the hands or the forearm. It's like ugh, got too inside. But if you're throwing that. Inside and high, you're sending a message. You're trying to throw it at his head. Maybe you hit him in the helmet. Maybe he dodges it. If you're going to throw at a guy, throw it behind him and send the message that way. Or throw the ball at his ass or thigh. That's that's how it should work. If you're throwing it at a guy's head, it should be scrapping uh, immediately. It should be a full brawl. The pitcher should be suspended for at least three games, like Chapman. I think that's fair. Because the head is different. It's different. Accidentally, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton got hit in the face by a ball. Completely accidentally. I think by a raised pitcher. And the raised pitcher is like on the ground, like almost about to break down because he felt so bad. Because he literally just liquefied Giancarlo Stanton's face. You know what happens when you get hit in the face with a baseball, Joe? It liquefies your bones in your skull. That is the worst fate that can happen to a batter. That really is. So just hit him. Just plunk him. Not in the head. Not above Whoa, the wait, shoulders. Wait, okay, wait,
1: wait. Can, can I just ask this? Do you think a Aroldis Chapman is accurate enough to hit somebody in the
0: head? Yes. I don't know if he... Hit, all right. If he can throw a slider that breaks a, about a foot at 95 miles per hour in for a strike, he can hit somebody in the head. These pitchers... Joe, you know why it's so hard to pitch? They're, you know why it's so hard to pitch in the major leagues? Because everybody can throw... Uh, if you're If you're talking about going and farming out guys that can throw 100 miles per hour. You can find those guys in Central America, America, anywhere, the U.S. A lot of people do it, but they can't throw strikes. If you're going to have longevity in the MLB, it's because you can throw strikes. Doug Pfister threw 85 miles per hour for like the last five years of his career, but he won games because he could place the ball exactly where he wanted to place it. 85 miles per hour. You don't think people are like, why is he up there? You know, we got a kid here that's pitching for our college team that's throwing 95. Yeah, well, your college guy just hit a a batter and walked the next two and loaded the bases up with no outs. And he does that pretty consistently. So that's how it works. Chapman can throw the ball wherever he wants to throw it. But no pitcher is perfect. They're going to throw balls sometimes. They're going to let it slip. They're going to hit batters on accident sometimes. But in these circumstances, when a couple of batters have already been hit, Or it looks like there's some animosity brewing and people are chirping from the dugout and you want to send a message and you throw it at the head, you should be suspended. You throw it at the leg, maybe one game. Fair? Yeah, that's fair. Fair. Okay. Well, next week, hopefully we have fire back. Um, I'd like to preview one topic. Joe had a tweet idea. That I'm going to run by fire. <laughs> and uh, I know Joe's going to try to spoil it by the end of this episode, but Joe, I'm asking you politely, please don't.
1: Oh. That
0: is going to be a fantastic opening segment. We're going to get to NFL next week. We're going to get a full breakdown. We're going to pick every game. Uh, we're going to get to any news, all of it. Normally, normal stuff, but you really should be tuned in next week for a tweet idea that actually went up and had to be deleted. And it was still considered after and then a good amount of NFL talk, which is what we normally do, but this time it means more because I get to watch it all day instead of running gassers. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This was Get to the Point. I'm Sean Anderson, my co-host, Joe DeLeon. Our Twitter's SandersonRadio at Joe DeLeon. Anywhere you can find this podcast, please leave a review. Please uh, subscribe, comment, do whatever, reach out to us on Twitter about whatever you want to. We'll talk about it. You got a good topic idea? Works for us. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Joe, do you want to plug the YouTube? I know that's going pretty well. Okay, Joe ended his recording. uh, Why wouldn't he? Our YouTube channel, at Get to the Point, is really blowing up, as Joe's saying. I know he's doing really good content, so check that out also. We'll be back next week with two media dumps and a new episode of Get to the Point. Thanks. To and, darling,
1: hell no place to go. Uh-huh. Hell no place
0: to go. And, Darling, my baby. And, yes, i
1: Down the road I go Down the road I go Down the road I go Darling